Welcome to Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Keith, and today we have two amazing female comedians. We have April Brooker from New York City, and we have Carly Ballerini from Chicago. First up is... April Brucker. Although Rosanna Arquette was desperately seeking Madonna, April Brucker is just desperately seeking Mr. Okay. She's an actor, she's a puppeteer, she's a comedian, and she's a writer. Let's give Miss Brucker a call and see what she has to offer you. Now here we go. This is going to be an amazing interview, I can tell already. Hello. Hello, April. It's Johnny Keith from Actors 2020 Podcast. How are you? Good, yourself? Good. Wow, doing research on you, there is just so much to talk about than we can fit in this little time slot. So, you have something that every girl wants and every guy wants as well, except yours is a little special. I'm not going to beat around the bush. It begins with a P and it ends with a Y and it's called personality. Sweet, thank you. <laughs> I received so many submissions, and you are so smart. The picture you have, the red dress, the beautiful smile, the eyes that light up, the blonde hair. I, you can tell you're a very confident woman, and I knew you were a comedian right away. You know exactly what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Can I hire you to move in with me so you can tell me that every day? <laughs> every single day. Yeah, before I walk out, <laughs> April Tucker, you know what you're doing. And then I leave, and I'm like, yes. Exactly. Wow. First of all, I just want to start, how did you get in the Screen Actors Guild? Let's just start right there. The Screen Actors Guild, I actually got in by accident. I had been doing reality TV and comedy for many years, and I tried to get into the Screen Actors Guild a few times when I was younger by doing extra work. And the other way you get in is you book a principal role. And so that's why I was doing some reality TV stuff, so I could get more principal stuff. Okay. But I didn't get a principal SAG role. And so I started to work with a mentor who is very active in actors equity. And she said, you take some steps towards joining the union because it's better pay, better benefits, like better everything. And so I work with puppets and Mm. I was doing a shoot. And this is where it gets funny. I almost didn't go because I'd been writing all night. I had to work the next day and I was exhausted. I was like, sorry, guys can't make it. They said, we'll give you a hundred bucks to show up. And you offer me money guys i show up every day of the week (laughs) so i brought my puppets up the street and it was a sag low budget web series and in order to use me i had to sign a waiver which basically meant that they couldn't get a sag performer to do the same job that's a taft hartley so all of a sudden i was sag eligible and it was a week before christmas and it's like merry christmas april you're sag eligible wow what was the name of that show the peter ostinato show i have done (laughs) several episodes all of season one puppeteers Season three, season four, puppeteer. Then you came as a mm-hmm. comic, and then at the very end, you're the co-host and the writer. You took over. I guess, yeah. He <laughs> he was great. He gave me a lot of thoughts. He made me very confident. Quite frankly, I am happy to be a member of the Screen Actors Guild. It was one of the proudest days of my life. So every time I ask, I have all my amazing guests I had on season one. I always ask, what advice do you have for somebody? And they always say, produce your own content. And I would tell anybody, you know who you are. And so when you produce your own work, you know what your strengths are and you shine. And I think a lot of people are scared to produce their own stuff because they're like, well, I don't write. A lot of people write better than they think they do. Because the other piece of advice I would give young people is have a ticket to the dance, whether it's your singing, your modeling, your beauty pageants, your puppets, your juggling, you know, have the things that get you in the door, but keep up with the craft. And speaking of the singing, you, you have like three songs as well that's out there. You have that one called 
stay. Could I play a little bit of that? Do you own the rights yes, to it? Yes, please, please. All right, let's just pl- yeah. play it. Well. Wow, that sounds like Madonna. It's actually a cover of a Madonna B-side. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> and I recorded it because I had done a few reality TV appearances. I actually started recording music by accident. <laughs> Everything's accident with you, huh? Yeah, like all my good decisions are accidental. Like, <laughs> whenever awesome. I try to plan something, it blows up in my face. But whenever I accidentally do something, it's a success. So I just watched your episode of John Quinones of What Would You Do? That was Mm -hmm. freaking hilarious. Thank you. How do you get that gig? Well, I got that gig because they were looking for a ventriloquist. And somebody sent me the casting and I sent my stuff in. So I I was submitted and I went in and it was like every ventriloquist in New York City or every person with a puppet was there. I was in the office of ABC and I thought, well, whatever happens, happens. And so I went in with Mae Wilson. She's one of my sidekicks. I really made them laugh because what they did during the audition was they said, just insult people. And so I had fun with it. So I got it and I was so excited. I went to film it. I mean, it was exciting because it was like this was a principal role on ABC. I was like, I've arrived. (laughs) You do everything. I mean, the singing, the puppeteering, the comedian, the writer, the actor. You're also an author, correct? Yeah, yeah. And funny story about what would you do before I talk about my book. No worries. You know when I filmed this segment with the guy, right? Mm-hmm. Me and Mae Wilson were filming it. And do you want Mae to help tell the story? Sure. Mae Wilson is her puppet character, for those of you who don't know. Yeah, Mae is going to get on the phone. Okay. Yeah, she's she's coming. Don't, don't you worry. Like, I'm here. Come on. So <laughs> we're doing our thing. They're giving us orders from the inside. Yeah, and they said, listen, you know, just insult him and see what happens. So this guy comes up and starts yelling at us for insulting this homeless woman. And, you know, I was like, whatever, smell you later. And uh, he's like, you're insulting homeless people. How dare you? And so tell him what you told him. I said, it's not me. It's the puppet. Yeah. He's like, no, it's yeah. you. It's you. And so he's like, it's you. It's you. And so what did you do, May? I just kept on going with my shell. And then he's like, I want to call the police on the both of you. And so the producers came out from what would you do? And he said, we're with a TV show. And he's like, you're with a TV show making fun of homeless people? They're like, no, we're with an ABC show. He goes, so it gets, it gets better. He goes, I'm going to call the cops on you too. And they go, no, the homeless woman's an actor. He's like, what? It was so funny. He's like, so all of you guys are in on this. Yeah, you know, he couldn't believe that I was just an actor. I showed him my side card. It was so funny. I'm going to show my wife as soon as we're done with the episode. She's going to go, I remember her. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Tell your wife I said hello. <laughs> okay. And you, cutie, what does your bank account look like? May, stop it. I'm looking for a sugar daddy. Stop it, May. May Wilson, everybody, but yeah. So you used to do singing telegrams. You used to go knock on people's doors and you would do a singing telegram, right? Mm-hmm. 
and I still do them occasionally in between Re- gigs, actually. So. so you wrote a whole book about, tell the audience what the name of that book is. The name of that book is I Came, I Saw, I Sang, Memoirs of a Sick Telegram Delivers It. It has a lot of great reviews online. And it's available on Amazon. And actually, we are in talk with several people in Hollywood about making it into a TV series. So keep your fingers crossed. That's awesome. And then you have another book called April Unwrapped, My Naked Dreams Revealed. It's not rated X, it's not rated R, but it's rated A for April. Mm-hmm. Okay. For the record, my mother hates that book. <laughs> <laughs> so you were on like a lot of TV shows from like Cash Cab, Last Comic Standing, Rachel Ray. What do you do on, on Rachel Ray? Isn't she is that a cooking show or is she a talk show host as well? I'll have May tell you the story. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bring May back in um, for this one. Okay, May. Tell them about Rachel Ray. So we went on and it was our very first television appearance. Yeah, our very first. And so we did our jokes for the producer. Tell them the joke. I said, you know, I wasn't telling them about my ex-boyfriend. And then I said, you know, the ones that they like. And I said, that's the same thing they said about Scott Peterson. And the audience <laughs> went, oh. Which meant that we were essentially famous for sucking. But <laughs> it got me lots of dates. Because, you know, if you're a girl and you suck and you suck good, that can make you a lot of money. Shut up, babe. The, the crazy thing is, I didn't tell anybody that I was on the soup. But people were like, that's awesome, April. And it was awesome to be roasted by Drew McHale as the inappropriate ventriloquist. So tell us about the one-woman show, Broken Semi-Famous. Actually, Broken Semi-Famous was the first DVD I did. At that point in my life, I had been on TV quite a bit. I was going to an errand, and somebody recognized me on the street, and they took a photo with me, and I thought that it was awesome. Mm -hmm. And then I went to get some money out of the ATM, and I got the little insufficient funds notice. Uh. And so I was like, I am broke, (laughs) semi-famous. That's great. And so I basically lived without some resources for a few months and produced my own DVD, which was available for download, and it got the attention of Love TV in Finland. And Mm. they did a broadcast of it. Nice. Which I had no idea how to produce a TV special, but I did it at the Metropolitan Room. It was one of these things in my life that I just did it, you know? I'm one of these people that I've always just thrown spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I was on Love TV in Finland. That's pretty cool. Oh, it was very cool, especially since I got all this fan mail from Finland, and I even got a stalker in Finland for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) See? See? Told you. I'm big in Finland, guys. So, staying in shape. I read a little bit. Looks like you do a lot of jogging. Maybe that runs in your family. Yeah, everybody runs in my family. We used to do line running, what the Swedish national team does, and the Finnish national team does, their track teams do as a kid. That was my dad's whole thing. It's Mm -hmm. a family that runs together, stays together. Mm -hmm. But I run, I lift weights and I eat very healthy and I don't drink and I don't smoke. Awesome. Me neither. I don't drink and I don't smoke either. Sometimes I let a little cuss word come out, but not so much. So what about martial arts? What type of martial arts do you do? I kickbox. I did tank judo as a kid and as an adult, I've done jujitsu and I've done some self-defense for women, but I want to do more. So tell us about the creative screenwriting school that you're, are you still in that right now or is that over with? I'm going into my last term and I I'm really sad I'm going into my last term, actually. Yeah, but you could probably get a job as 
a writer on a sitcom. Oh, yeah, and I would absolutely love that, actually. And that's part of the reason that I was studying some screenwriting. But I discovered in grad school that I'm actually good at screenwriting. And I think that I found a wheelhouse that I never knew I had. Did you write your internet movie database bio? My, my manager, Clinton Billups, wrote that. He's been a godsend, so. Yeah, I mean, I helped him with it, but he saw Broken Semi-Famous, and we were sitting around, and his big thing is branding. He goes, you're Broken Semi-Famous, you know you're hooked, but, you know, all these women are trying to come up with Mr. Right. And so we were coming up with a catchphrase, and the catchphrase we came up with together was Desperately Seeking Mr. Okay. <laughs> That's how I introduced you. I'm just seeking Mr. Okay. I just want a lover that doesn't drive me crazy. I'm open to Miss Okay, too. Hey, it's the United States. It's the 21st century. I can have an ex-husband and an ex-wife, right? Yeah. Exactly. And what's impressive about your internet movie database credits, they're all credits playing yourself, characters that you created. Thank you. Well, first of all, where are you right now? Are you in New York, Chicago? Where are you? I'm in New York City. You're in New York City. Okay, so... Young girl, she's not coming to L.A. She just decides she wants to pop into New York. She maybe has a little experience, maybe a little theater. She has dreams, aspirations. Maybe she has a little money saved. She's moving to New York. What does she do when she gets off the bus or the airplane or someone drops her off? What's her next move? Her next move? Well, she gets a job as a singing telegrammer. That's great. Tell her, you know, go to class, get up at the open mic, keep at it, and just be absolutely married to your craft. Because, and I'm not going to tell somebody not to have a life, but I'm the poster woman for being married to your work. Don't focus on anything else. Focus on the work, because that is the only thing that will keep you sane. So before we wrap it up here, is there a specific place you want, like your website or something like that? Yeah, uh, www.aprilaprilbrucker.tv. Come see me, drop me a line, tell me you love me, tell me you hate me, buy me some dinner, buy one of my books. <laughs> well, April, thank you so very much for being my special guest star today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. She is so awesome. If you want to find out more about April, just go to aprilbrucker.tv. That's B-R-U-C-K-E-R. She's in SAG. She's an actress. She's an actress. She's an author. She's a comedian. You could also go to aprilbrucker.com and you can find out what she's currently appearing in. Next up is Carly Ballerini. Not a ballerina, but a ballerini. She is a stand-up. She's a writer and she produces her own sketch show. Let's give Carly a call and see what she has to offer you. And here we go. Hello. Hello, Carly. It's Johnny from Actors 2020 Podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? Awesome. Tell me about when you were very young. What made you want to get into comedy? What was the draw? I was kind of always shy. It was not something that I really wanted to do. I just got into it because um, I thought it would be like scary and I wanted to do things that were scary <laughs> at the time. Well, you seem pretty good. I watched some of your stand-up acts and it's, you have a unique, I want to say almost like the Jerry Seinfeld and I don't mean like Jerry Seinfeld, uh, hey, what is up with pancakes? I'm talking about his show about nothing. Once you have the audience where you want them, it's like you don't say anything for for a minute and they're laughing you go and okay and you're saying nothing and they're laughing that's a uh, talent <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that is half an insult and half uh, a great compliment, <laughs> all, compliments, right, all compliments so you travel around you do stand up like everywhere i bet everything's kind of a blur it seems like you always do something with the word fest in it like comedy fest in chicago or san francisco sketch fest what are those festivals is that's not actual stand-up though is it or what is that yeah comedy fest 
festivals are kind of this weird thing. Um, they're sort of like comedy camp in a way. I've headlined a couple and you get paid to come out and headline those. But if you don't, if you're kind of like newer, they're a good way, sort of, if you have a bunch of extra money lying around to go and meet a bunch of people. So when you were doing your intern on Stand Up Stand Up in the Chicago Showcase, what did you learn from that? Or is that kind of how you got your start? The way that I started was I just kind of started doing it. And so mm-hmm. like that internship was kind of this fun way of being like, okay, this is how you run a show. You know what I mean? I had to go out and like flyer for them. And yeah, I started interning for them and then like a bunch of other shows. And then I quickly stopped and then just did my own show. Time to move on after that, huh? Yeah, yeah, because at some point you realize, like, you're not getting any stage time. But running a show is hard. It's not that complicated. Right. You yeah. Just, it's just producing. You just produce it. Right. So on the Internet Movie Database page, is that you? Is it A-G-A-U? Is that your credit? Yeah, that's the weirdest thing. So it has nothing to do with comedy. It has nothing to do with acting. I just did makeup on a very stupid... <laughs> So now I'm on IMDb as the dumbest thing that I've ever. <laughs> it's like this is like it's like a terrible movie. But it says producer. It says producer as well. Yeah, I mean, I did do a lot of production stuff, but I wouldn't say that I. I don't know. I did so much stuff. It was one of those like real fly by the pants. I'm a writer, like the the guy who wrote it also directed it and starred in it. So it was like one of those. It was just like like a vanity project for this guy, and so we all just had to do 500 different jobs. <laughs> a couple of other shows now. I produced um, this one called Ladylike that is actually a great show. It has a uh, um, a podcast that everybody should uh, check out. It's really good. Um, Ladylike Chicago. Um, and I'm producing a new show called The Gimme Show, and that yeah, it's just like Gimme Gimme the Gimme Show. That is um, really fun. It's at this place called Cafe session we do video sketch as well so we're going to be releasing a bunch of the videos that we do so that'll be fun that's great i love it when people like interview their like these are all my notes and you're just like doing my checklist yourself that's pretty great it's so funny i was going to comment on that thing ladylike that kind of goes against the type of comedy that you do right that's the whole point of the show is just like that it's really gross and awful and it's actually like a storytelling show it's not pure comedy but we book some of the best like comics in the city and around to um, tell gross stories about their bodies because it's like the most unladylike thing that you can do. So it's a good pun, huh? Yeah, it's reverse, so, huh? Yeah, oh, it's disgusting. Like a lot of times, <laughs> so many men leave. <laughs> like, it's such a popular show. It's packed. Every month that it happens, it's like, oh, there'll be a line out the door, you know, because we get capacity pretty quick. And then just people have to leave and then other people can shuffle in, but it's, it's real gross. Currently, Cards Against Humanity. Talk about that where you're a writer. Yeah, so I contribute to Cards Against Humanity which is a really fun company to work for. I just am a remote writer, but here and there I'll go in for like workshops and like do this or that. And they have a space too. You can produce shows. So sometimes I'll do that. It's a great company. And so you just submit a bunch of different cards and then everybody kind of workshops them until they become the product, you know? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Where do you get your material from? I've just had a wild life. So my material just comes from like my experiences. I don't really seek out experiences to get material. I just had a really insane life. It kind of just all comes from that. Well, I'm just going to give you some time if you want to do a bit or if you want to talk about some of the stuff that's coming up that you're in. Uh, why don't you just go ahead and promote yourself or talk about anything you want to talk about? So I am doing that Gimme Show thing and like I'm going to be re- 
releasing a lot of the videos. So you can follow me on, on Twitter or Instagram. On Twitter, I'm just Carly Ballerini. And then on Instagram, I'm Belka. It's B-A-L-L-C-A. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm going to do both of those. I'm also writing right now and like currently like in meetings and stuff about, I'm going to be producing like a whole show about alopecia and just like not having hair and all of this, these things that, that I think is going to be wild and very funny. Just like lots of wig snatching and just like a wild romp of a time. That I'm super excited about. I don't know. I'm like taking all these dumb acting classes because you apparently have that like when you do this, you just have to act. That's like a thing that you just have to learn. <laughs> but I'm learning how to act. You know, I tour around a lot. So if you need a comedian, please hire me. I always want to do that. I freelance right here and there. So look out for like articles that I'll write. And that's like pretty much it, I think, coming up. Right. Yeah, yeah. I noticed on your website, you have a calendar where you can just go right to your website and just book you right from your webpage. Yeah. Yes. Go to my website. And you're you're in Chicago, right? Yeah, I'm in Chicago. Right. So if a comedian says, oh, you know, I have ties to Chicago. I have family there. I can't really afford LA and New York. I want to go to Chicago. What do they do? How do they get their career started in Chicago? It's so weird in Chicago because in Chicago, there's no real industry. So it's kind of like a practice town. You just do stuff till you get good after you're good you like now I have an agent right which is why I have to act so like I'm with Stuart Talent they're great but like really there's almost no representation in Chicago eventually what you have to do is move all of the people who are about to pop are in Chicago all the people who are about to move to New York and about to move to LA and about to get like make it big are in Chicago and so you get to come and you get to see all the people that you're about to see on TV. And that's really fun. Like Harley Ballerini. Yeah, like me. Um, but, you know, you get to see, like, all the people that are just these huge comedians now that a couple years ago were just doing mics with everybody else or just doing these little showcases with everybody else. And that happens every year. And you're like, oh, my God, I saw them 500 times in Chicago. You know? In Chicago. Like, what's the name of a comedy club, like, where a comedian could go, like, to stand in line and try to get an open mic? When is it cold that's like a famous one where like Hannibal Burris will pop in all the time do that one for sure there's also a, a mic at Shubin's on Mondays and that's great but there used to be this website called comedyofchicago.com and they had like a list of mics and a list of showcases that you could go to and I think that's still up so go to that because I don't know a ton of the things I know a showcase or like showcases that you could go to that are great are you could go to my show the gimme show at Cafe Mustache. There's also a great show called CYFK. It's Comedians You Should Know. And that's at Timothy O'Toole. And that's like a wonderful showcase. You'll really see the people that are about to pop there. If you like this like wild sort of creative like comedy that's like kind of gross, real art school kind of thing. There's a thing called Hell Trap Nightmare by Sarah Sherman. And it is wild. Like it is insane. Absolutely gross. Like absolutely just everything that is crazy. Megan Stolter um, has a show called Freak Fest that is kind of the same. Lots of like blood and all these things. There's a lot. There's like a ton going on in Chicago and especially like in the indie scene. Uh-huh. That's great information. Thank you for that. That's awesome. For sure. Yeah. 
So, three years or five years from now, or where's Carly Ballerina going to be? I'm thinking probably I'm going to go to L.A. It's looking like L.A. I'll probably spend a little time in New York because everybody does. New York is kind of like grad school for comedians, but I really want to create or write on a great show. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't mm-hmm. it be fun to write on Barry or whatever? So you want to basically be have a steady gig working, just writing for a sitcom that just keeps going on and on and on and on and you just keep getting those paychecks and then you can also do your side stuff yeah exactly i also am you know planning on this solo show about alopecia i think it's gonna be really fun i'm having a bunch of people who i think are really talented help me that might be really fun to tour with too so we'll see what happens you know there's a bunch of projects in the works business is so weird you never know like i could become an like a quirky actor on like the friend on a sitcom for the next 10 years you, you just never know like what's happening that's know? right that's how melissa mccarthy started she was always the friend you right know? and then right. bam there's also these other things that are happening right now on Netflix that are really exciting. Like all of these people kind of doing all of this like weird stuff. And I love that. Like this, it's such a weird time. I love it. There's so much talent happening everywhere. So Netflix has taken over, huh? All right. So wrapping it up here, is there anything else that you would like to say or any advice you have for anybody trying to get into this business based on your experience? Trying to get into comedy in general. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. That's your specialty. You just got to do it. You just got to get up, do it. Don't let anybody tell you like the type of comedy that is correct. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody tell you like what to do. Just like do the thing that you think is the funniest and keep doing it and watch other comedians. Don't get like too far in your own head. Just get up until you feel comfortable and then writing and don't stop writing. That's like the biggest thing, you know? Wow. That's awesome advice. Well, Miss Carly, it was very awesome to have you on my show. I was looking forward to this interview and I'm glad it finally happened. So thank you so much for being my very special guest star today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Very fun. I wish you well. All right. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Thanks. Have a good day. All right. Bye-bye. All right. If you want to find out more about Carly, just go to CarlyBallerini.com. That's C-A-R-L-Y-B-A-L-L-E-R-I-N-I. She's a comedian. She's an actor. And she is a writer. And I want to thank her very much for being my special guest today, along with April Brucker, AprilBrucker.tv. Thank you girls so so much you guys were amazing thank you and thank you i also want to send a special shout out to susan soto the person who edited this episode thank you very much i'd like to thank all of our season two guests choya and renee chambers carlos dillard emilia lau and jordan wellard ehop and yvonne number one podcast so far thank you guys rebecca and sauna and this one of course april and carly so coming up next is nina from venezuela and sarah who is a german soap star very interesting interview we have coming up on august 8th christine horn if you don't know what to do acting wise this person can help you she's a working actress you don't want to miss that episode on August 8th. Right after that is Brianni Walker and a special guest we're going to talk about later. Then we have local hires, Michael Carrello and Finley Daniel. We have a lot of updates on Finley. Can't wait to hear from her. We have so much. We have men over 50, two amazing people who I just interviewed. We have Gloria and Robert Mann. They have a film coming up in the Burbank Film Festival. We have we have the amazing Marnine Fields and the awesome Karen Goler. Those two ladies had a very special skill 
skill that got them into acting. Tune in and find out what that is and much, much more. And then some. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm Johnny Keith, your host. Now we're going to end this episode like we end every episode with something called The Lesson. Because life is a bitch. Gee, really? Why don't you tell me something I don't already know? Because everywhere I go, people tell me what to do. Hey, go to church, go to school, you treat me like a fool. Now, I don't need religion, culture, or class. You don't like that fact, well, you can kiss my ass. Yeah, I'm white and I rap. You got a problem with that? Loosen up. And don't be so tight. Take it easy, E. We got the whole night. Yes, I'm psyched. I'm ready to get the show on the road. I don't want to stop because I just might explode. I'll tell you what, Holmes Weiss. I'm twice as nice than any bad boy rapper called Vanilla Ice. My lesson, yeah, it's hip. In case you didn't know what I'm here to inform you, I'm better than snow. I don't move off the dunk like these Michael J's, but I can hold my own. You hear what I say? Now listen. Learn, cause here comes the lesson. Lesson one, everybody sit down. JK is gonna take you for a ride uptown. Yo, this is the story of the Hollywood game. Choose your path careful, you're the only one to blame. Now, when it comes to pot, crack, tweak, or blow, stick to the rules and just say no because you're young, you're eager, you want in the movies. Don't think you'll get there by giving up the booty because they'll use you, abuse you, throw you out like trash. And then you'll discover that you're out of cash. Now, your heart, your soul is somewhere on the shelf, and you're walking through the streets now talking to yourself. The lesson. Well, you heard lesson one, it's time for lesson two. You have a choice, and the choice is up to you. I came to Hollywood to be a rich and famous star, but for now I'm waiting tables and I'm tending someone's bar. Pictures, classes, agents, where the hell does it all end? Every time I turn around, I'm starting over again. I finally got a break with a five line and under. My life was starting to roar like lightning and thunder. The phone rings, hello? I'm cast in a pilot. My life spun out of control just like an LA riot. I walked off the set, said to hell with this old man. The phone's not even ringing and my life is in the can. The lesson. Yeah, final lesson here, of course it's number three. Now remember, I'm an actor to be or not to be. When the going got tough, I climbed into the bottle. I'm back on my feet now, revving my throttle on the climb to the top. It's the same old games. Now I'm kicking ass and I'm taking some names. Clawing, scraping, screaming, that was a long, hard crawl. But it was all worth it, I'm a box off the straw. Opportunity was there when I took it with a punch. Not now, baby, but let's do lunch. There's a big piece of pie and you should grab your portion. You can be like me enjoying fame and fortune. Boom! That's the lesson. Go and learn it. It's the lesson. Go and learn it. It's the lesson. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in to Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Keith. Until the next episode, bye-bye.